welcome to the Relationship Recovery Podcast, hosted by Jessica Knight, a certified life coach who specializes in narcissistic and emotional abuse. This podcast is intended to help you identify manipulative and abusive behavior, set boundaries with yourself and others, and heal the relationship with yourself so you can learn to love in a healthy way. Hello, thank you for being here. Today, I want to touch on gaslighting because I was reflecting back to, I guess, about a year ago when I was being pretty gaslit by my, he was still my ex-boyfriend at that time. And I had been gaslit probably since, I don't know, I'm going to go ahead and say January of that year. And so this was October, November of the year. And when we don't know that we're being gaslit, which in my case, I didn't for a lot of that time, we tend to get defensive towards the gaslighting. So somebody will gaslight us. They'll tell us how we feel, what we think, what we believe. And then we actually, if we don't know that we're being gaslit, then we just defend ourselves. We just fight back and we get into our hours long disputes that never go anywhere. Because there's somebody else that's creating a different reality and we are either defending ours, questioning ours, fighting back because we're defending and questioning ours and it creates this vicious, vicious cycle. And so today I want to talk about what gaslighting is and how you can begin to break free from it so that you stop defending yourself and start seeing it for exactly what it is. Gaslighting, which is a buzzword in society, we know that it's probably overused, just like narcissist. But as a practice, it's incredibly, incredibly painful, and it's a form of psychological manipulation. It affects your memory, your perception, your sanity, and your reality. To gaslight someone is to basically plant seeds of doubt in their mind and make them question their own sense of reality, their perception, and their feelings. And since gaslighters lack self-awareness and empathy, they may not even realize that they're being manipulative, which doesn't make it okay, but it's probably automatic for them. There are some common personality traits in someone who does gaslight. They tend to be emotionally unavailable or withdrawn, irresponsible, quite impulsive. They might be easily distracted. They lack in common sense and self-awareness. And often their tactics revolve around invalidating your feelings, saying things like you're so sensitive, you're overreacting, devaluing your worth, saying you're so stupid, you couldn't possibly understand, denying the truth. Are you sure this even happened? You don't remember things clearly anyway. You always make things up. They might blame you for their actions and say things like, don't get so upset over nonsensical things and I won't get angry at you. Or After an angry outburst, look at what you did. Many people come into coaching, second-guessing their perception. They say things to me like, am I being overly dramatic? Maybe I am too sensitive. Did he really say those things or am I rewriting history? I've always tried to keep an open mind. Have I been wrong about myself the whole time? And you can see through even those examples that when people don't realize that they're being gaslit, They think they're crazy. They think they're too sensitive. They think they're overly dramatic. They defend themselves against it or they believe it 
either option is so damaging. You set yourself up for hours of conversation that's going in a circle, no end, because you're trying to rationalize your way out of an irrational conversation. If somebody's gaslighting you, there's no point in being in that conversation. But people in abusive relationships have a really hard time seeing that they're being gaslit because part of the abuse is normalizing behavior that's completely unacceptable. I think back sometimes to when my ex would say things, would tell me how I feel. So if he wasn't telling me what my feelings truly are, even if I had a different feeling, then he would say, no, you don't think that. Completely devaluing. Or say, for example, I worked on something in therapy, came to a new realization, tried to begin to show up differently in the relationship, started to show up differently, started to think differently, had a new perspective. I'd still be hold to the old one as if it was real today. So let's just take a second and look at a common example. The abusive person might say something like, everyone agrees with me. Something my ex said to me a lot. Everyone agrees with me. And they're likely saying this to prove a point that the way that they see this is right. And the way you see it is wrong. And they have a ton of imaginary people who agree with them. Usually they bounce their perspective off one person, got an agreement, but now it's used as a tool against you. And they've added all these invisible people around to say, everyone agrees with me. And if you're not aware you're being gaslit, you'll likely start to second guess yourself, wondering if you are wrong and seek out additional perspectives from other people. But if you do know that you're being gaslit and someone says to you, everyone agrees with me, you can say, who? Or, okay, but I still don't see it that way. Or even that person or quote unquote everyone is not in our relationship. In my last relationship, my ex and I were in couples therapy for three sessions, but he agreed to go. He made the appointments with me. We had agreed upon times. It took time for him to be ready for it, but once he was ready, we started. And in a post-breakup fight, he told me, all of my friends think it's sick and sad that we're in couples therapy. They are embarrassed for me. And so I knew the facts. One, he agreed. Two, he showed up to the sessions. Three, he continued to book them with me. Four, I personally don't believe couples therapy is embarrassing. I think it's a very positive thing, regardless. At this point, I had been gaslit for months and I knew it. I had called it out in, I believe, May or June of that year, and I no longer was tolerating it, which of course led to the end of, the, end of the relationship because I couldn't be controlled. So in this instance, he says, they are, everyone thinks all of my friends think it's sick and sad. So I go, okay, who? And he goes, everyone, it doesn't even matter. And so I said, Well, because I've talked to some of our mutual friends and mentioned it, and they thought it was really mature of us. And he replied something along the lines of, I don't know, Jess, but everyone thinks it's embarrassing, and it is. So I said, okay, why'd you go if it's so embarrassing? And he replied, because you made me. And I said, no, I didn't. (laughs) I didn't. You signed up. You have logged into Zoom even when I'm not there. And so at that point, the conversation diverted to something else. This tactic of mine that I used and employed here was to question the gaslighter, but it was also to stay in tune with my truth, what I actually know to be true about the situation. And so if you find yourself asking these questions to yourself, you know, if you find yourself saying things like, am I overdramatic? Am I rewriting history? 
I've always tried to keep an open mind. Am I wrong? Then you may be getting gaslit. It is a manipulative tactic used to gain control in relationships because the other person starts to question their reality. And so I want to give you some tactics to deal with gaslighting so you can stop defending and so you can start, I don't want to even say fighting back because you're not fighting. Start staying in touch with your reality so you can come from a place of power rather than being confused all the time. So here are some things that you can do. And there's five things that I have. So the first one is to educate yourself on what gaslighting is. There are a lot of websites out there that have signs of gaslighting, typical things gaslighters say. I did another podcast on this very early on last season. And so you can go, I believe it's like 40 minutes long. It really deep dives gaslighting. You can go and read about gaslighting. I mean, listen about gaslighting and read up on it as well. Understand it. Start to see the commonalities in the words and phrases used. The second thing you can do is start to set in some boundaries, but focus on one area that's not heavy. So say, for example, your partner always gaslights you around scheduling, right? He'll say, I never wanted to do that. Or like, I don't feel like, I don't know why you booked that. Or like, I never wanted to eat there. Like if he says things like that, like that's a not heavy area to focus on. Something heavy would be like him telling you how you feel about something. So I would start with something that feels manageable. So schedules, planning, agreements, commitments, like things like that. Some place that you can actually like track it and see how many times you're told no. Because then that might lead to a change in behavior. You might say, you know what? Fine. I'm no longer going to plan because every time I do plan something, he tells me that he never wanted to do it, even though he agreed to it. And I have the text message that says it. So focus on one area that's not heavy and then really start to work with that. Because I imagine that you know an area that this continuously comes up, but try and stay away from something that has deep feelings when you start this. The third thing you can do is track conversations after they happen and agreed upon points. And this is for you to refer back to, not them. When I would leave my ex-partner's house and I would drive home, I would put the microphone on and I would just talk about what happened that night and so that I could go back to it when something came up. And at that point, it was based on what I felt Based, he would he would gaslight me on plans, on what I felt, on what I think, about what I want, about what I'm working towards, or about even like my own abilities. You know, if I said that I felt good about something, he would downplay it. And I started to just track those things. So that way, when I was gaslit, I could just go back and listen, be like, okay. But I also wrote things down. I'd write things down, I would track things. And one example is coming to mind as I talk through this and it's around travel. My partner traveled for work and I remember telling him, all I want is a check-in. Like, give me a sense of your schedule for the day in the morning, you know, so I know like when you're busy and stuff and if we can FaceTime or something at night when you're back at your hotel room, great. I understand you have dinner. So if we can't just check in with me, but otherwise I won't really expect to hear from you much during the day. Like I kind of thought, and like, that's truly what I thought. And every single time he went away for work, he made such a big deal about it and like wouldn't check in with me or wouldn't even just tell me about the day and or something that he said was fine. Like, oh yeah, no, I have no problem just being like, I'm busy all day, you know, or something like that in a text. And I was like, 
you keep telling me that I'm fucking up and that I'm asking for too much, but you've never actually done what I asked. Like you never actually just followed it. And he was like, that wouldn't be enough for you. I'm like, that's your opinion. When this first started happening, I would defend it. And then as time went on, I just started to track it. It's like, this is what I asked for. This is what I got. And I always thought that as long as I had a plan, I wouldn't be anxious. And I didn't know if I was gaslighting myself by saying that, if I actually would be anxious. But I'm in a relationship now. My partner went away with his friends. He did exactly what I asked. Hey, can you give me a sense of your day so I know when you're busy? And maybe text me when you're home for the night. No problem. And I was fine. So I invite you to start tracking things. And you could write it. You could speak to your phone. But that's important for the next step, which is to stop defending. If you notice you're being gaslit, just stop defending yourself. Keep that peace and keep that space within yourself. It doesn't mean let somebody walk all over you. It doesn't mean end up in a place that you don't want to be in. But there's no point in arguing with somebody who's not going to see what you are thinking or feeling or even give you the time of day to see that you are a human being with feelings and that you deserve respect. Because I'm just going to go to the fifth thing is remembering that nobody has the right to tell you how you feel. Nobody. Not me, not them, not your mom, not your dad, not anybody can tell you how you feel. You can tell you how you feel. And if you are constantly defending yourself and second guessing yourself and having conversations in your head about the conversations that you had, you're not present. You're not present to yourself. You're not present to your life. No one has, no one is able to tell you how you feel. If they are trying to, they're gaslighting you. So if there's any reward in going through all of this, in actually trying some of these things out, it's that you will get to a point if you start putting in some of these little boundaries that you're able to even hear how you feel. The last thing that I want to say is that when you start doing this, especially something like tracking, this is not to share with them. This is not to share with your partner and be like, I tracked this conversation. This is how it went down. This is really just for you to know. Someone's gaslighting you and they're continuously doing it. You're probably not going to get them to change unless they want to work on themselves. And if they do, that's a whole other conversation to have with them. And that's something that I'd be happy to work with you on in a validation call, which is available on my website, but also in coaching. I can help you decide what you need to see from them if they are going to work on it. But gaslighting is a very abusive and very manipulative tactic. So be mindful and do this work for you not for anybody else. I really hope this was helpful. I would love to hear from you if you found it helpful. The podcast on gaslighting is one of my first podcasts and it breaks down a lot of areas of gaslighting. And I will put that episode in the show notes in case you want to reference back to it. My relationship recovery course is still available. It's on my website. It will help you identify emotional abuse, learn what a trauma bond is, see yourself in the cycle of abuse, and begin to learn how to set boundaries with an abuser, which is incredibly hard. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me at Emotional Abuse Coach on Instagram or at Jessica at jessicanightcoaching.com. Thank you so much for being here. And I really hope this was helpful. Mm-hmm.